Welcome to the Dads Off Duty podcast. As always, I am your co-host. I said it right on the first try this time. Seth, joined here tonight with... Jason, you're learning. Thank you. Great job, co-host. Yeah. I love it. I, I gave him a visual cue this time, and he was still slow to react. Um, it could just be my internet, though. <laughs> Got that 56K? Yeah, pretty much. So both Jason and I, you guys are blessed today because both Jason and I have a dad joke that we want to share with you. And because Jason hasn't shared a dad joke um, other than his terrible sense of humor. Yeah, other than his terrible sense of humor with you, I'm going to let him do so now. Okay, this is actually a joke told to me by my four-year-old. So... It's excellent. And it goes like this. What do you call a sleepy dinosaur? Oh, I screwed it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why I don't give you anything nice. <laughs> oh, God. I screwed the punchline. All right. We're going we're gonna to edit all that out. Probably not. <laughs> Fuck, I am. All right. Let's try this again. <laughs> what do you call a sleepy dinosaur? What do you call a sleepy dinosaur? A dinosaur. That's solid. It's good. It was, I would have been laughing if wordplay, if I didn't screw uh, it up. Yeah. yeah. I have a, to go off of the sore, right? To rhyme a little bit. I bought the world's worst thesaurus today. Mm. Not only was it terrible, but it was terrible. <laughs> That's good. I'll, I'll give you the point this week. You, you win. I'll save I'll save this other one for for next week because that other one's really good too. Just yeah, you better quit while you're ahead. That's right. I I got a legitimate laugh out of you, and that's that's worth a thousand uh, a thousand push-ups in my brain. So tonight we are going to be discussing something a little bit different. Uh, the first week we discussed a lot about ourselves. The second week we discussed about Pandora. Uh, Pandora. Oh. We can edit that out too, or <laughs> fuck no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have I mentioned before that we're drinking on the podcast? But uh, the the pandemic and its impact on our children and our lives as parents, yada yada yada. If you want to listen to it, go back and listen to last week's episode. We go into it in depth, at least from our points of view. Tonight, we're going to switch it up. We are going to be going kind of back to ourselves a little bit, but talking about people or icons or idols that have influenced our lives either in the positive or even the negative and kind of the impact it's had on us and maybe the impact it's had on us as parents. So go ahead, Jason, I'm going to give you the floor to discuss your first icon, the first person that kind of comes to your mind when you think of somebody that's influenced you. Yeah. Okay, great. I think this first person, it it might seem obvious given the nature of the show, but this is a person in my life that has influenced me not only as a man, as a person, but as a dad as well. And it's it's my own dad. It might seem obvious. Maybe your dad also influenced your life for the positive or negative. Thankfully for me, though, my dad has influenced me for the positive. Growing up, I always looked up to him from as little as I can remember. He was always my role model, my hero. I wanted to be like him. And I mean, in in some ways, I kind of am him now. And I think if you were to ask my wife that, she would agree. 
because we share so many character traits. I actually followed in his footsteps and we actually worked at the same company. So I went into school for engineering based on his suggestion, you know, in high school. I was kind of like thinking about what to do, where to go to college, what, you know, what path I was going to take. And my dad kind of looked at me and understood, you really like math and science. You know, you should, you should look into engineering. And I was like, well, yeah, that, that's a great, great idea. So that's the path I took. I, I went to engineering school, uh, graduated with a double E electrical engineering degree. And then I uh, went into the automotive industry as, a, as an engineer, similar to him. You know, he, he did actually an electrician. He went that path before moving into engineering, but our paths were very similar from that perspective. So, you know, I give him a lot of credit. I think he had a, a huge impact on, on that part of my life. In addition to that, I would say, you know, my dad growing up, he was always the kind of guy that fixed everything in our house. He remodeled. By the time we moved, you know, he recently just moved out of our childhood home uh, about a year and a half ago. But, you know, Growing up, he probably fixed everything, you know, remodeled everything in that house between, uh, bef you know, between the time that he moved in and, and then moved out. So that was something that like growing up when when he was like, let's for instance, he was going to remodel our bathroom and put new tile in it. You know, at six years old, I was cutting tile with him and putting floor tile in and remodeling our uh, bathroom. And to this day, I took a lot of the lessons that I've learned growing up in terms of fixing things, building things, and I do that now in my home. The basement I'm sitting in right now, Seth has a, a view of this. This basement, when we moved in uh, about seven years ago, my wife and I was unfinished, and my dad and I completely finished this basement together. And that was an awesome, awesome task. It took us, you know, couple years because the kids were really little. So as you can imagine, you can't do a whole lot of construction when babies are napping every few hours. So, you know, I, I just think I could go on and on about my dad, but I think I am his son. We are very much alike character trait wise. Um, we took similar paths and, uh, you know, my, my dad's dad, you know, my grandpa, he died actually when my dad was 17. So I never knew him, uh, my grandpa, but I know it means a lot to my dad that him and I do a lot of things together now because he didn't get a lot of that growing up. You know, like I said, he, he got his dad got sick when he was like 16 and 17. He was in the hospital for the last year of his life or so, um, died of cancer. So I know he looks at times that him and I are together doing projects, just hanging out, going to a football game. As, as something very valuable, and I, and I do the same. So I uh, love my dad very much, and he was an absolute role model, continues to be in my life. Fantastic. If I had emotions, I would be shedding a tear, <laughs> but I don't have emotions. I do, I have a question for you. So for the listeners who, who maybe, like your dad, haven't had that figure in their, in their life that whole time, what is a piece of dad advice that your dad gave you that you would like to pass on a piece of it, the Katie legacy that you would like to pass on to the listeners of the show. Uh, maybe it makes them a, a better person overall, or just something that you found that he said that uh, has kind of really influenced you. Hmm. That's a great question. 
I'm trying to think of a particular quote he had or, or something that comes to mind off the top of my head. Or even it doesn't even have to be a quote. It can be, just be like how he did this par- particular thing or like his his work ethic or the thing that he showed you that really pushed you. Yeah, I, I would say work ethic. My dad was never one on a weekend to be sitting on the couch watching TV. You know, he, he was, if he wasn't at work and, and he worked for many of the years that growing up, his work was about an hour and a half drive each way. So he was gone for, you know, obviously when I woke up and he basically came home right before dinner time. we had dinner, you know, have a couple, couple of hours with him and then, and then go to bed on the weekends. I spent some time with him, but I, I think his work ethic that he instilled in me is just to. I don't know. I went over to my buddy's house a lot growing up and, and I'd see their dads and they'd be sitting on the couch watching TV, just farting around, doing nothing. And and my dad was never like that. And, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. Everybody relaxes and, you know, has their own downtime in their own way. But my dad was always doing a project around the house. He was always fixing something. You know, he was always taking us to ball games. He was co- he coached every sport I played for, you know, growing up. He was always involved in that. He was a um, trustee in our um, community, so he was a you know public elected official for twelve years. So uh, he was the baseball commissioner of our city for for the youth for years. So long answer. Here's me distilling it down. He just instilled a great work ethic, and I try to match that now because I know my kids are watching me, and you know. There's times where I feel like if I'm sitting on my phone for an hour at a time, my my youngest will come up to me and says, "Dad, put your phone down." It's like, "Oh my God, yeah, she's right. What am I? What am That's I doing?" Very good of her. Yeah, yeah, she will. She's like, "Let Let's go play. Let's go do something." It's like, "Yeah, what What am I doing?" Like, thank you for that reminder. You know that that reminds me of my dad because I feel like sometimes, I don't know, I I just want to be like my dad. So yeah, yeah. I completely understand and to give the folks listening a background jason and i have never actually talked about our fathers like separately or beyond this moment uh so to hear you talk about that really to me rings true in so many different ways especially because i mean goodness my dad could almost be a copycat for your dad (laughs) very similar all around my dad basically has all of the skills of a contractor there's nothing that involves a house that he can't do, whether it's putting the foundation down, framing, drywalling, roofing, plumbing, electrician. The dude could literally build a house from the ground up. Um, and it's all stuff that he has learned from practical experience. And an idol of mine, too, is my dad. Such an important figure in my life. At an early age, when I was six, five or six, uh, my parents divorced. Uh, That was really hard on me. When I was young, I could only see my dad every other weekend was the time I got to spend with him. So the time I did get to spend with him was really important. Luckily, like you as well, he was my coach. So I did have like those summer months. He would coach me in baseball. Uh, So that was also really important for me is spending time with him doing that. And just kind of this jack of all trades, like no matter what problem i had i knew i could come to my dad and he would help me fix it whether my entire life whether it was with sports or whether it was with a girl even if it was bad advice i knew i could come to my dad and he would give me his absolute best he would say this is you know you don't have to listen to this but this is my advice you know and 
sometimes it was bad advice. Sometimes it was also really good and really valuable advice. The bad advice we can chalk up to being from a different generation and how th things worked differently then than they do now. But yeah, my dad absolutely is an idol in my life. And a couple of things stick out to me most of all is his absolute love of his kids shows in everything that he does. If we were, especially because I was, I only got to see him every other weekend. So if we were around him, he made sure that he was with us every moment. Like we were doing something, we were practicing something, we were playing, we were having fun. And even now when I spend time with my dad, he still just, I can, I just know it's like inner guilt or something that he feels bad that he didn't, he wasn't there my entire childhood, like at home. And he tries to make up for it still just no matter what i know my dad loves me and loves my siblings regardless of all of the crap that we've put him through over the years i have a twin sister i have a younger brother we put him through a lot of crap but regardless no matter what he's always forgiven us and he's always there for us when we need him whether it's to I'm broken, so like whether it's to fix something in my house or whether it's to mow my lawn or whether it's to come take my kids for a few minutes so I can, you know, cry in the corner in pain. Whatever the case is, I know that my dad is there for me. So that's one of the things that I think really sticks out to me. The other thing is how to be kind to people. And this is probably the biggest thing for me. It's not even just being kind to people. It's to make it part of your lifestyle and pretty much everything that you do, being gracious and, and being willing to accept others' help at the same time. So if you give, you also have to be willing to receive. You have to be willing to take in the good as much as you're giving out. It was a really important lesson for me to learn, kind of having that balance in my life. And the other thing along the lines of like being kind and being generous is if I can do something to better somebody's life, I shouldn't use the excuse that just because somebody else isn't doing it, I shouldn't do it because that looks more negatively on that person than it is on, as a reflection of my own character, if that makes any sense. So like, just because somebody else isn't helping somebody doesn't mean that I shouldn't if I'm capable of doing it. And whether it's something simple as helping somebody move or if it's a friend I haven't talked to in a, in a while and they're like, hey, you know, can I have 20 bucks? And I, if I have 20 bucks that I'm capable of giving them, absolutely. And if they do something bad with it, that's on them. That has it's my character. I will help people if it is within my power to do so. Um, he's been a volunteer firefighter for like 35 years or something like that. Um so he literally rushes into burning buildings for free to help people. Um, wow. Yeah, the man is incredible. So totally 100% agree. Uh, a huge positive role model in my life, um, including some bad advice here and there, but which dad doesn't give bad advice every now and then. Wow. How old did you say you were when your mom and dad divorced? Like five or six. Okay, so you don't really remember life with, with your mom and dad in the same house i mean i do a little bit i have a pretty good recollection of my early years basically from three on so i remember living with my mom and my dad okay i've got a question and then before you answer it i i got something to say before you answer it so my question is going to be do you feel like your 
uh, relationship with your dad is better because they got divorced? In other words, like, do you think you, you and your dad may have been more strained if he would have stayed and uh, been in the family with, you know, married to your mom, you know, up until now? Or do you think because they got divorced, that helped your relationship get better? And the reason I'm asking that question is because I've got some friends that have parents that, you know, stayed together and only divorced after like they graduated high school. And it was obvious up until that point that they were not getting along, but they only stayed together because they wanted to be together for the kids, basically one household and whatnot. But that like strained the relationship between the mom and the dad, and then also between the kids and the dad or the mom, because they were just under so much pressure and so frustrated that it actually like made the father-son relationship worse. Yeah, I can... I think I can speak to this fairly well. Um, I am 100% positive that if my parents stayed together, that the relationship I had with my dad would not be as good. Mostly because I believe, as a man uh, raised by my dad, that the relationship between man and wife or you know, boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever the case is, treating your spouse well is a very large part of like who I am, right? Um, I guess what I mean by that is if I had seen an, what people call an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person, I empath, I pick up on emotions really easily and tensions really easily. I am positive that, that my dad stayed with my mom, that um, their relationship would have, I mean, been significantly worse. Uh, the relationship I had with my siblings would have been worse. And the relationship I had with both my dad and my mom would have been worse. Now, the one thing that I can say is to any dads and moms listening to this is, and this is my personal advice, take it or leave it. Think about how you react to your children when you are angry or upset, just at a situation that doesn't even involve them. Think about how you react around them, how you speak to them, how you talk to them. And then Think about multiplying that every day that you're with the person that you're struggling to be with. As much as you think that it's possible to hide it, I don't know if it is. I mean, you can do your best, but it's really hard to be happy and forthcoming and as good of a participant in the parent-child relationship and parent-parent relationship if you're constantly feeling frustrated, you're constantly feeling upset. And I can just say that from personal experience with like when the my wife and I are have an argument or something like that, or we not even an argument, when we're just discussing really important things and we get frustrated, naturally we become more frustrated at everything our children do. And that's not right for them and Based on my personal experience, I do think it was a positive that my parents ended up getting a divorce. So I don't know if, if that answers the your, your question the way you wanted it to, but... No, it does. I mean, that's that pretty much goes along the same lines of what my friend kind of was telling me. And I, it seems like that's more the, that's more the norm than, than the abnorm, so... And if you're listening and you have a positive experience or if there's an experience you want to share with us, hit us up send us an email hit us up on instagram facebook or twitter and and if it's something you're comfortable with sharing with 
other people. We'll read it live on the podcast for you. And, you know, um, it's always important to hear other people's perspectives and stories that are different than Jason and I's because just like in a scientific study, you know, the, the more, the higher the population is, the better the results are going to be. So there's my science lesson for the day. <laughs> On that note, as I, as I look at my watch, I, I can't help but tell it's, it's, it's cocktail o'clock. It's cocktail o'clock. That music is dope, by the way. I like the music. It's it's yeah. got beachy vibe, you know. Yeah, for sure. We're we're in the middle of September as as we're talking today, so it falls on on the uh, the horizon. And if you've been listening to the news today, which I know you have, Seth, Hurricane Sally, um, unfortunately, ran through Alabama today. Got a friend in Alabama, so you know, I, it's on my mind. Yeah. So with that in mind. The drink I have today, the cocktail, is called Dark and Stormy. Oh, I thought it was going to be called the Alabama Slammer or something like that. There probably is an Alabama Slammer. I'll have to look it up. But, um, you know, last week, if you if you heard, if you listened, um, it, it, I didn't hit a home run. It was it was a fly out to the catcher. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm my mouth, my, my throat is still pissed off at me for making that. <laughs> today, I think I think I'm back on track, Seth. This one's easy. It's three ingredients, which is apropos because we're in our third episode. Three simple ingredients. I'm going to run it down for you. Two ounces of dark rum. Three ounces of ginger beer. I, I, you, look, you look like you're writing this down. It's good. You're, you're looking down. I can tell you're writing. Taking mm-hmm. notes. Great. What do you think of ginger beer, Seth? You like ginger beer? You a fan? I am not a fan of many things ginger. Um I really don't mind like ginger. Um, I think Moscow mules use ginger beers mm-hmm. and I'm totally okay with drinking a Moscow mule. Like, yes, please. But that's, okay. that's about it. Otherwise not a huge fan of ginger beer. Maybe the next time I will, I'll do a ginger beer instead of the crap I'm drinking tonight, but continue with your, this is almost, I mean, this is basically a Moscow mule, but with rum. So two ounces of rum, like I said, three ounces of ginger beer, and about a half ounce of lime juice, which is essentially, and then I got a, like a little lime wheel there. You probably can see that. Oh yeah, Fancy. I took a picture, so we're gonna upload this to uh, Instagram. I, I want to know what people think. Make it, enjoy it. It's good. You just throw some ice in a lowball glass, stir it up. It's simple, easy. I like this one. This is good. It's refreshing. Sounds. You know, it's simple. It's easy to make, and it tastes good. Uh, yeah, that's. That's a home run, if I ever heard one. Not the, what was last week, a pencil eraser? Is that what it's called? Pencil Something eraser, like yeah. I, I would not recommend it. Yeah, your face was spectacular. Now that we're done with cocktail o'clock, it's beer time. And unfortunately, we're recording this episode a little bit late, and I drank all the beer I was going to drink for the episode before we started recording. You lush. So I was looking through the refrigerator at home, I was like, what can I drink? And I found Bud Light Seltzer, and this is strawberry. Now, a little background. I do not like seltzer drinks in general. Like a seltzer, flavored seltzer water is literally the epitome of terrible for me. Just awful. Why? Why, why would you do that? There's no flavor. Oh, it's terrible. 
And I've tried like a White Claw before, but I've never tried Bud Light's seltzer. So I'm trying one tonight. Uh, it's strawberry flavored-ish. And it, I guess it, they're better for you than a beer. It's got like 100 calories or some such and no sugar. It definitely tastes like it doesn't have any sugar in it, uh, which is a problem because it, it tastes like ass. It tastes like tingly strawberry flavored ass. I mean, if you're looking for low calorie drinks, like two ounces of bourbon in a glass with nothing else is like 80 calories, no carbs. Yeah, Just saying. Yeah, you could do two ounces of bourbon and like, or my favorite, like two ounces of rum and diet like my wife i'll do a diet coke with two ounces of rum same thing as like 100 calories it'll get you drunker it'll taste better than this strawberry seltzer flavored hard alcoholic beverage i'm gonna finish it but i'm not gonna be happy about it your, your drink has four words in it bud light seltzer strawberry i hate all four of those words i hate bud i hate that it's a light beer <laughs> i hate that it's a seltzer and strawberry can kiss my ass <laughs> Oh for four, Seth. <laughs> it, it, I, I I swung and I missed. Um, like the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, I I did I I picked this because I wanted to review something different. So now to after I finish this, I do have my my good old uh, Centennial IPA to wash down the flavor of this strawberry tingly ass. So is that an Appley beer? What's the what's the Centennial? You've drank that before. Yeah, it's it's like a multi IPA. Yeah, I think that's the one I did last week. It's like a multi IPA. I mean, we're in episode three. You can't go back to the classics yet. I know, but I need I needed I need something to cleanse my palate of this. Fair enough. Because it's not good. Maybe if there's a listener out there that could suggest a flavor that I try that is good that's not strawberry, I will do so, and I'll give you my review of that one too. Similarly, if there's somebody that would like to suggest a drink for cocktail o'clock, I will happily make it and review it and discuss it next time or on a future episode. So please let us know. All right. Enough of my terrible drink and your delicious looking drink. Let's get back to yep. people that have changed our lives for better or worse. Now, do you have somebody that's changed your life on the negative side of things? It's almost like we scripted this, but we didn't. Yes, I do. <laughs> I've got somebody. So this person will remain nameless because I, although I doubt they're going to be listening to this, I, I don't want to name names. In my 20s, my wife and I hung out with a rather large group of people. I would say every weekend, you know, this is obviously before most of all of us had kids. Every weekend, Friday and Saturday night, back when you can drink two nights in a row and not feel like shit. <laughs> We'd go to the bar on, on both nights uh, and basically close them down. Here in Michigan, it's 2 a.m. So so we got really tight with this group of people. It's a lot of couples, some singles, some of the singles intermingled and stuff, and it was good good drama, good times. There's an individual, a buddy of mine, who too for a while, real close. But then, um, you know, a couple years later, he got with a girl, and then girl was kind of wishy-washy and didn't really care for her and then noticed his attitude changing they had a kid you know um about a year after we had our first and we stopped talking basically at that point fast forward to about a couple years ago ran into him at a wedding of a mutual friend of ours and we were talking catching up and he said something to me 
he said a lot of things, but he, you know, he, he basically was talking to me about how unhappy he is in his marriage and unhappy. And that's, you know, okay, fine, whatever. So that sucks. But then he went and said, talked about how upset he was that he was a dad. And he was talking about the fact that he hated the fact that it's changed his life so much. And he said, it's all for the worse. And this wasn't like a drunk guy talking. This was, this was him telling me straight. Um, he proceeded to talk about how, you know, he wished he never had his kid and he just wants his life to go back to the way it used to be. And he doesn't know how much longer he could do this. He's sick of being up every night and taking care of him all the time. And it was a really depressing conversation, Seth. And it, it made me think about how much I love my kids and how I hope I would never be that guy telling that side of the conversation to anybody else. So part of me saw it coming because the, you know, the last couple of years him and I were talking, he just got real weird and real depressed and in a dark spot. And I feel bad for the kid, you know, and we're still friends on Facebook. So I, I still see some of this stuff and it's, it's apparent that he does not want to be, his child is not a high priority in his life. And that's, that's sad. Yeah. Sounds horribly depressing. It is. It, it's yeah. horribly depressing. But, you know, there's people out there that are like that. I, 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 There's a couple other buddies of mine that um, more or less are like that, too. Not to that degree, maybe, but it's like these guys that, I don't know if you have friends like this, but like on Facebook, they'll only post when they're hanging out with their buddies. They're off on a weekend with, you know, friends or post anything about his kids. No pictures. Nothing like that. And I'm not to say you have to only post about your kids, but there should be some sort of balance, right? I mean, people should know you're a dad. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we've all, I think, had people in our lives that are kind of like that, that just almost resent being a parent. And to be honest, being a parent is pretty fucking hard. Um, but being a parent is also, for me, the greatest experience that I've ever had. Um, it's the most challenging and uh, also the most rewarding thing that I could ever imagine doing. Now, granted, for me, it's a little bit different. I have always known that I've wanted to have kids. Even like with my wife, when my wife and I first started dating, or not like first started dating, but started to get serious, we talked about, you know, the kids thing. And this is, you know, just outside of high school, basically. But that's how long we've been together but we were talking about kids and you know and she's like well i'm not sure if i even want kids and i was like that's not okay <laughs> i yeah i mean i was being perfectly upfront with her and i was like you know i'm absolutely willing to because i love you i'm absolutely willing to wait this out and you know see if that changes or whatever but just know that if it doesn't change 100% like i'm out cuz i want to have children and luckily, of course, it did. Uh, my wife and I are both very happily married and are uh, very happy with our children. So, yeah, that's just tough to hear about and listen to from the other side of the coin where there's so many positive things that we think about how our lives have changed with having children. For my, the other person that's kind of negatively impacted my life, I want to change gears a little bit and switch to something that maybe other people have a little bit of experience with and that's choosing to idol like a famous person. So 
when I was younger, I like really liked Chris Farley. And I was like really young. I was like, who didn't like Chris Farley, you know, at that point? And when you get to high school, you know, and, and you realize like Chris Farley died doing drugs, <laughs> you know, was, was he the right idol for me? And I, you know, I would, I would say absolutely not. And around that same time that I was figuring it out, I was like, well, who else can I idol? And I was like, oh, Brett Favre, you know, Wisconsin NFL football player. Um, and then like two years later, he's sending dick pics to New York Jets trainers. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm striking out on famous people. But here's the thing that I think I benefited. And maybe this is because of the relationship I had with my dad or the relationship, the po the other positive influences in my life is though I looked up to those people. I was able to see them for the positives, but I was also able to see kind of like the negative things that they did and how not to let that those things like reflect on how I should live my own life, like by either by doing drugs or sending inappropriate pictures to, to women. Don't recommend doing either of those things. Is that wrong? <laughs> I guess so. The other thing that I wanted to comment, I, I think the other thing that kind of prepared me for those situations and if my older brothers are listening to this podcast, they would probably agree with me that they were negative influences on my early life. They, I, I won't get into the full scope of things, but they definitely created a, a little bit of tension at home for me and the things that they were doing. The other thing that they did that I wouldn't say necessarily appreciate about it, about the situation though, is something that I, I can look back on is at least I knew that what they were doing was wrong and it's not something I should emulate. So just maybe I just had a good head on my shoulders and I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to do those things because I see what it's doing to them. So I, I, I kind of lucky that way, but those are, I have two older brothers and it definitely made things life a little bit more difficult growing up with them being in the situations that they were Maybe I'll get uh, maybe I'll get into those at a, at a later time. Um, I'll, I'll ask them if it's okay to sh to share their stories because I, I think it might be important to them. And maybe I can get them to share them on the podcast, and that would be important for everybody to hear. But yeah, those are those are the people that I've had kind of looked up to, or at, at least seen as somebody that should be a positive influence in my life that ended up not being so. I mean, now, many years later, do you feel like um, your older brothers are, do you think they got their act together a little bit more? Um, do you look up to them now at all? Or is it still not so much? It's really tough. Now, one of my older siblings made it through being, a, one thing I'll say, made it through being addicted to heroin. And anybody that can make it through to the other side, being addicted to heroin has a, like a thumbs up in my book like that's tough to do i've seen it firsthand and if you know you're struggling like reach out and that's like the hardest advice you'll ever receive from anybody because that's just not what you want to do in those situations but yeah so one, one of my brothers you know definitely i would say has kind of come out on the other side and i couldn't respect him anymore for what he's been able to accomplish since then but 
it's still really hard to accept the things that he did prior to that. So it's kind of like a double double edged coin. Um, hopefully he ends up listening to this and you know, like I can get him on to talk about it because some of his experiences are very important experiences um, to understand as far as how addiction works, uh, how it impacts your life, and how it can impact the life of your family. Now, my other older brother, bless his soul, I would say still hasn't come out on the other side, but he has tried multiple times, and I, I just think it's, you know, he suffers from, from other things, anxiety and other things that just make it more difficult for him to come to terms with, I think, what he's done, what he's trying to do, what he wants to do, Anytime he sobers up, you know, it, it, it kind of all comes crashing down. Uh, very difficult. I do respect him for for a lot of different things. Probably the most talented musician I've ever met, just naturally, can just pretty much pick up any instrument and play it. It's unbelievable. I Especially considering I have no musical talent whatsoever. I can't sing and I can't play an instrument. <laughs> but, yeah, very, very gifted, very intelligent person, but still has a lot of work and personal growth to to do in my opinion yeah i mean you're never too old to personally grow and get rid of those demons i i honestly think you have all the time in your life and some people it comes early and you you break through and some it takes longer it's interesting because my my last the last person i wanted to to talk about today was actually my brother and unlike you, I would say, well, at times, maybe he was a negative. But I think overall, looking back, and there, there's, a, there's a specific reason why I, I say that he's been a positive influence on my life. My brother is two years younger than me, my only sibling. And growing up, him and I, we were at odds, you know, during the teenage years, I would say different personalities. I was not very outgoing. He was outgoing. To the point where, and, and when I say outgoing, I'm specifically, well, I'm specifically talking about, in this case, with girls. I was not uh, what you would call a ladies' man. My brother what? was a ladies' man. Um, a story, fun story I like to tell about my brother is, um, so I'm probably seven, 16, 17. I'm sitting in the family room, you know, watching TV one day. And I, from the family room, I, you can have a straight shot to the basement door, which we had a you know, fully furnished basement and we had couches down there and pool table and TV, whatnot. My brother's down there. I'm watching TV. I hear the door open. I see this girl walk in, cute girl, box of pizza in her hand, walk down the stairs, close the basement door. <laughs> okay. 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, she walks up empty handed, walks out the front door, doesn't say a word, leaves. Okay. You know, flipping through, watching more Seinfeld or whatever was, was on at the time. Half hour later, another girl comes in with a bag of Subway. What? Walks down the stairs. Ten minutes later, walks up the stairs, empty-handed, leaves. These chicks are coming with food, probably blowing them, banging them something, and leaving. Like, 16-year-old single guy, this guy's my fucking idol. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, long story short, you know, he's getting it done. My brother just was very charismatic, still is, but you know, especially like in high school, very charismatic guy, really knew how to talk to to women and and just had a lot of a lot of friends and stuff. So 
I mean, I learned from that to the point where I think looking back, he gave me the courage to eventually spark up a conversation with my wife that led to me, you know, talking to her that, you know, led to our relationship. And and I'll get, we'll get into that whole story because that's an interesting story another day. But yeah, I think like growing up, I was not a social butterfly by any means, but I think being in the house with him and seeing how he interacted with girls and his buddies and stuff. And it, it really like made me think like, man, if he could do it, we're blood related. I mean, like I got to get out of my shell and, uh, you know, uh, Right, I, I'm like him, right? I mean, I I can be I can be cool. Too. I can be charismatic too. So, yeah, I, be cool. Can be fun. As I was saying that, I'm like, that sounds. <laughs> oh well, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, my brother. Cheers to you, buddy. Yeah, cheers to getting your bigger bro to hook up with his future wife. That's quite the accomplishment. Um, I am going to save some of the other stories maybe for another time because I just looking at the clock realized that we have gone on for, for quite a, a, a few minutes at this point. And I'll share the story of my younger brother, but um, I think it's important for everybody to hear it. So another instance of somebody that I want to come on and talk about their life experience just because he's lived his entire life dealing with an immune disorder. Uh, he's diagnosed with systemic juvenile rheumatoid arthritis when he was like three years old. Um, and it's really affected his life. And I think he can share some things that are maybe important for parents to realize as somebody who has lived their entire lives within an invisible disease. And I, I think that's something that's important that we'll probably talk about in the future. But uh, J-Man, looks like you had something you wanted to say real quick. No, or... I was going to say, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds great. I'd love to hear that story. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just share his story and kind of how he inspires people still to this day. But until that happens, dads, if you have a moment, stay off duty. Other than that, have a good night. <laughs>